Welcome to Will You Med With Me, a series where I take stressed out comedy people, teach them to meditate, and see if they feel better. This podcast is for anyone who meditates or wants to try meditation and find out how easy it is. Here we go. I'm Laura House, comedian, meditation teacher, and uh, thanks for meditating with me because I really need to med today. It's been a tough news year, no? Anyone? Uh, there's always weird stuff going around, like a, a big, um, a big thing we're taught in meditation training. And, uh, you know, it's apparent to anyone who's lived any kind of life is, uh, everything's always changing. Impermanence is the only permanent thing. Things changing is the only thing you can count on. That's just the nature, the way it was phrased to me in sort of, I don't know, spiritual terms or something is that, um, nature is always evolving, that's essentially what's happening. It's the nature of nature itself to evolve. So it's always changing and this dies. So that grows, you know, if you think of a forest and, um, you know, this has to be torn down for this new thing. And I was having a, uh, I was in Hawaii a few years ago and, uh, just looking at it and it just kind of hit me. It was in Maui, which was great. And, it just hit me like it's really great to stand here today and thousands of years ago when it was just a bunch of volcanoes going off that eventually formed those islands, not as fun, not as fun to stand there. So when things are changing around me that I don't like, um, it's easy for me to forget that like <laughs> for one, that change is totally natural and is always happening and for two, that maybe it's good. You know, I would not have at the time, thousands of years ago, looked at a bunch of volcanoes exploding and thought, you know what, this is good. Like this is going to be a great four seasons one day. Like we only know the thin slice of what's happening. We don't know what it's going to turn into or, or what the thing is. So, um, anyway, something to keep in mind. And, uh, I, I wanted to add this, today to this convo. I, so I'm teaching meditation later this week at a, at a studio and I was looking for, I just think of we're going into the holidays and everyone's like, essentially from where I said, everyone's kind of exhausted all the time. Even the, the Starbucks lines and I'm not anti Starbucks at all, but even that like we weren't standing in line, like eight deep for coffee, 20 years ago. I, I don't mean to sound old, but like it has only, it's a recent part of our culture. Like part of our culture was coffee at the diner and coffee in the morning and maybe one later. But I, I remember the first time I am old, you guys. Um, but the first time I said to someone, it was, it was like 20 years ago. I taught seventh grade. It was right out of college and I taught seventh grade and, um, I made iced coffee and I, I had discovered iced coffee and started putting ice in coffee. And it was like the greatest thing. Cause for one, I don't know if you like, I don't know, rushes like I do, but you can drink it real fast, much faster than when it's hot, which is probably, it's probably meant to be drunk hot. So you can't drink it so fast. Anyway, um, and I just remember a woman at school, like it had not hit her yet. Like iced coffee was five minutes from hitting her. And she was like, ooh, cold coffee. Ugh, no. Because that was the reality of, uh, you know, 
if coffee was sitting there for a while, you just threw it away. That was the reality in, in my house. Um, you didn't put ice in it and then go, this is even better, <laughs> which is what I do. Um, so it's not to say, I guess I'm not even connecting those two thoughts of like, so you guys, when anything's changing, just remember, maybe it's iced coffee. Um, or maybe I am saying that I didn't start out saying that, but my second thought, my first thought was about change, but my second thought was about just energy itself. And so we're always doing stuff to like get more energy. And so I'm going to talk to the people in a, in a couple of days about how meditation gives you more energy. And then I just thought I would go ahead and share it with you. So I did a little research, um, on the interweb. So take that for all of its, all that it's worth, which is, uh, maybe not much, but you know what? And, uh, I hesitate because this is very dangerous to side with Bill Maher on, on anything and in comedy circles, but I got to say that I, I like him and he has a, um, bit that I, that I love because I think we all think this way that he's like, I don't know if it's true, but it's true. I paraphrase and frankly, I'm not going to look it up, but, uh, like, I don't know if it's a fact, but I think it's true. And when it comes to stuff like meditation and sort of what you think in life, that's enough. (laughs) It's just enough to like, you know what? I don't know if that's true, but that that's true. So, uh, one of the things that happens when we, so I was like meditation and energy, um, we're downing coffee constantly, Red Bulls, etc. And the main culprit is not even those things. The main culprit is fatigue when we're all not getting enough sleep. And again, I, I don't need to prove that to you. I think for you to know that that's true, like we're all not getting enough sleep. And when I was training, doing meditation teacher training, he was like, there's actually in most people's life, like by the time you're adult, like in your thirties, there's not enough time in the rest of your life to really catch up on sleep. He was like meditation, many, many studies. Um, you don't have to take my word for this. There are a lot of studies that actually show meditation to give you rest that's deeper than sleep. So in a way, you can think of your meditation as I've heard two to two to five times. That's the part that I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly true. I don't even know how if you go how how you would measure. Well, this is what deep sleep is, or this is what sleep is. This is how deep it is, and then this meditation was five times that deep. I don't even know how you would what they're comparing on that. But anyway. But I do buy into the notion because I meditate that it it's at least something other than sleep and it's certainly refreshing. And so I looked up how meditation boosts energy and, and one of the things is cortisol. So cortisol is, is one of the things when you go into a fight or flight response, one of the things you get is cortisol. And if you want like a stable, natural energy supply, cortisol is like less is better. So it's kind of like the way this article phrases it, it's like a, a, a ball and chain to motivation. So if you could neutralize cortisol, meditation does that. And this was, um, a study that you can find, you know what? I should put this link on my website if you want to look, look it up. But university of Rutgers doctor found that meditation reduced the amount of cortisol in the body by 50%. Again, even in a study, here's what I know to be true. 
<laughs> meditation works a little different on everybody and not just everybody is all one word, but like every new word body, <laughs> everybody and system and your mind and everything you've been through and everything I've been through have, have made us a little different and we metabolize differently. And we, and I've just found that in all the people I taught meditation, um, you know, this one gets energy, but this one feels tired and then gets energy or this, etc. But it is a nice thought to, to remember one of the chemicals, you know, with, you get dopamine and serotonin and it in some ways like will neutralize cortisol. Another one, and I did not know this, but DHEA, this, um, is a chemical that gives you an overall sense of well-being. Um, it's popular in a lot of energy boosting supplements. I don't know if you heard that. My dog is uh, looking for some attention, um, which I will give her soon. Um, so DHEA is something that makes people feel better. And um, the growth hormone. So I never – I know that human growth hormone was like <laughs> popular to take in supplements a few years ago. I guess people are still doing it. I don't know. But I – when you're young, you need it to actually grow. But in your old, when you're older, your body isn't making as much, obviously, because you're you're grown. But what it can do is reduce fatigue. This is meditation, backed by a slew of studies. Meditation in the most healthy and natural way effectively boosts the DHEA and growth hormone production. <laughs> so it's like fountain of youth. When I teach meditation, I would never say to people like, you guys, it's the fountain of youth. So just pay me a bunch of money and you're going to look super young by the end of the week. Here we go. It's a little snake oil. But I, when I'm just sort of uh, championing meditation, I really do like to mention these things. When I learned to meditate, because there's so many benefits to meditation that I just, I don't know, I love to mention them. And also because I've now done it for 10 years, like I see it and I feel it. And I also see it in other people. I've not only meditated for 10 years, I've known people who have meditated for that long, you know, as long as I have or started a little before me or a little after me. I've seen changes in them and I see it. And so I have heard it phrased meditation you age backwards. And there apparently was a study done where, you know, they were tested, you know, how you can figure out like, you know, this is your age, but physically you're much younger or much older, etc. So it, it was basically like in people who meditated versus people who didn't, it, the meditation people like five years after they had been meditating or they'd been meditating for five years, let's say you started at 30 so at 35, you were, you had more like the system of like a 28 year old than a 35 year old. So you were in a sense, you could say aging backwards. What I like to say, I'm a really big fan of saying this and I've never said it on this podcast is I think with meditation, you age normally. I think it's, it's something that the body wants naturally to like power down, uh, at least once a day, but a couple of times a day. The reason like, you know, in school, I don't think it's just to kill time in kindergarten when they're like, Hey, it's nap time. Or maybe people don't do it in kindergarten anymore. I think we did, but at least preschool, like you put kids like settle down, like, like let everything 
I still like the image of, you know, you have a glass of water and some dirt in it and you shake it up. And so it's dirty water. And, you know, this is me all day and this is my mind all day. And then I take a few minutes to meditate and it's like dirt goes to the bottom. Oh, the water's clear. Like in just a minute or two or less or whatever, the water's clear. And that's what meditation does to me is it settles everything down. It, it resets my chemistry to some degree and I get energy. And sometimes when we meditate, you might feel um, a little tired right after, a little tired right um, as you do it. But that could be like your body needing so much rest that like you give it a little rest and then you come out of meditation and it's like to me like a uh, a thirsty runner with water, like your body's like, give me that weight. No, come, come back. I want more of that. So it can make you feel tired in that way, but ultimately you're powering down your body and giving it an energy boost. All right. That's my talk. Um, so <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it and, uh, tweet at me and, um, to follow me on Instagram, uh, on both of those, I'm, I'm Laura house and, uh, would love to, Honestly, if you listen to this, I I love the idea of a non-traditional meditation community. So I would love to know who you are and what you're up to or if you have any questions. Or you can also totally stay anonymous. We can, we can just have this uh, purely one-sided relationship. It's totally fine. I really just want to – I never thought I would – like meditation or be into it or whatever. And now that I am, I honestly, I just, I really like sharing it with people. So if you're into this, cool. Um, quick question. Will you med with me? I would really like that. Um, I will like a five minute meditation. If you want to do longer, um, just pause it. You can pause it now and use your own timer or, um, I mean, it's probably the easiest, right? Uh, maybe time yourself for five minutes and listen to the rest or do, you know what? I'm going to let you work it out, but, uh, I'm going to do a five minute meditation and, uh, I hope you'll join me. If you've never meditated before, or if you have meditated, I will, uh, talk you through it. So here's what you do first is, uh, you just sit easy. You just sit comfortably, sit comfortably. You want to have your back supported. You don't have to put your hand in any kind of position or it's called a mudra, but you don't have, just be comfortable, like not laying down, but otherwise pretty comfortable and start with your head up straight and close your eyes and just notice your breath. That's your first job. Just notice your breath. And I'm not going to talk the whole time. Just going to get you started. So the thing about your breath, one of the things is that, uh, it's been there all day. I'll be honest. This is the first time today I have noticed my breath. And as I record this, it's nearly nine o'clock at night, but it is, uh, it's right there. It's been keeping me going all day, um, with no congratulations or even acknowledgement on my part. So you're just noticing your breath. It's not, you're not even trying to slow it down. You're not trying to change it in any way. You just notice. And what's going to happen? Because you are alive, you're an alive person, you're going to have thoughts. Totally normal in meditation. You're going to have thoughts. 
So you can have thoughts and you're not pushing them away. You can be engaged in these thoughts, find them interesting, whatever. At some point, you'll notice that your attention inside your head is on your thoughts more than it's on your breath. And then when you notice that, just notice your breath. So you're just noticing your breath. You might drift in and out of thoughts. And when you have some awareness, your attention is not on your breath. You just put your attention back on your breath and keep letting go. Like when you notice, you can consciously like let go of your thoughts, put your attention on your breath. All right, I'll stop talking. Just let go. I'll let you know when we're done.
Okay, go ahead and stop meditating inside in your head, but you can leave your eyes closed for a couple of minutes. It's good to not open your eyes too fast. You could get a headache. Um, And I'll just sort of repeat the highlights. To me, the highlight, one of the highlights is uh, the chemical DHEA um, is like a chemical of, of well-being and we get a little of it every time we meditate. So I know for me and certainly me before I meditated, but still somewhat now the rest of the day, I'm like, days can be anxious and news can make it more so and interacting with people can make it more so and driving in traffic can make it more so where we really are not only are we getting information that can, you know, feel mentally anxious and trigger anxiety and upset. But along with that comes chemicals. Like that's why it feels uncomfortable. We're getting adrenaline and we're getting cortisol. Like when we're feeling irritated, it's chemistry. So in a way, this is a chemical warfare, I guess, meditation. We're battling, you know, the chemicals that feel bad with some of the feel good chemicals. Um, And also I can't meditate all day. (laughs) I can only meditate for a few minutes a day. Um, but if I think of it in terms of, you know, I can go all day and I'm just getting upset, anxiety and all the chemistry that goes with it. Um, or I can take like five minutes, 10 minutes, something, and I can meditate. I can actually, I'm actually neutralizing some of those chemicals. I'm actually getting other chemicals. I'm getting good stuff. So in a mental sense, you know, my mind is calm and relaxed and it's getting a little drifty. And even though I'm having thoughts, I'm not like sort of, uh, tearing, you know, like, uh, I'm picturing a terrier, like, um, like I don't have like the thoughts in my mouth and I'm like, and I'm just like chewing at them or like shaking my head, like, a dog does when it's got something in its mouth. I'm letting them go, or I'm eventually letting them go, or I'm letting them go somewhat, which the more I do that in meditation, the easier it gets to do. It becomes outside of meditation. All right. Uh, you may open your eyes. Um, and thank you. Thanks for listening to Will You Med With Me? Thanks for meddling with me. Um, it makes me feel less alone too, to sort of reach out and like, maybe someone will med with me. (laughs) All right. I hope you keep listening and, uh, have a great week. Also, we don't have to watch the news all day or check our Twitter feeds all day. It's good to police that a little bit. Um, also as we go into the holidays, it's good to, you know, meditate, then see your family. You could try that maybe a new thing this year. All right. Uh, I hope you're good and thanks for meeting with me.